As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. First time I ever did a commercial loan for anyone that hasn't done one, I would say that they are superior to any type of conventional FHA investor type of loan out there. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Door Devil. You know, you know what? I need to mention Door Devil. I need to mention Door Devil to you. It's not just a want, it's a need because you need this. Door Devil, quite simply, defends your home against kick in burglary attacks. They happen frequently. There are 1.4 million homes that are broken into every year, and a lot of them are done through kick ins. If you've got a home security system, then props to you. I'm glad you've got that, and that's important. But it doesn't prevent the bad people from kicking in your door, whether it's your front door, your back door, your side door. You need something like the Door Devil, and Door Devil is the best in the business when it comes to providing proof that it works. You can go to doordevil.com and even watch a video with Terry Bradshaw talking about it. And you can see how it works. It's a very simple product to install. But if you're not into that, then you can just hire a handy person and they can they can install it for you. Very simple. Put it inside the door frame of your front door, your back door, every door you have. And you can defend your home against the kick-in burglary attacks. It's needed. In addition, this is my brother's company. So it's near and dear to my heart. And because it's my brother's company, I'm able to offer you an exclusive discount because he was so kind to do so. You can go when you check out your uh, purchase at doordevil.com and there's going to be a little field. You enter the word best ever, no space, just one word, best, B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R, and you'll get a 20% discount on your purchase. So go to doordevil.com, go buy it, enter best ever and secure your home against kick-in burglary attacks. There are so many testimonials on the website. You can read them from police officers, from a woman who is being, uh, her house is being attacked from an enraged ex-husband, and the door devil defended that attack. Uh, He didn't get in. There's like 20 different testimonials from police officers on the door devil. Go buy it. Defend your home against burglary kick-in attacks. Go to doordevil.com and enter the word best ever whenever you check out 
and you'll get 20% off on your purchase. Best ever listeners, hello. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out all that fluff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. And we're thinking about you this whole time because we want to help you be even more successful than you are right now. And we're going to have a best ever guest today who's going to help you accomplish that. How are you doing, Jared Morris? I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Jared, and then he'll get into it in more detail. He is a buy and hold investor, a wholesaler, and an internet marketer who consults other real estate investors. And in fact, I interviewed a guest previously who works with him, and that's how we got connected. He's the owner of Jared Buys Austin Houses. And you can say hi to him at jaredbuysaustinhouses.com. Guess where he's based? He's based in, drumroll, Austin, <laughs> Austin, Texas. And he is uh, expanding his real estate ventures to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, my old hometown. I guess that's still my hometown because that's where I grew up. With that being said, Jared, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on? I like to tell everybody I'm just kind of an average guy. I hold down a nine to five job during the week, but I've always enjoyed investing in real estate. Um, got into it in 2008, which basically is kind of the worst time or maybe the best time to get into the uh, business. I just bring a very basic marketing and business approach to the way I market and invest. And uh, it's brought a lot of uh, success in my life over the last couple of years. And now getting ready, as you said, move into Dallas and Fort Worth, hopefully find some success up there as well. You have a nine to five job. You consult other real estate investors and you also invest. Is that correct? That's correct. What do you do nine to five? I software sales. So I do software biz dev, nine to five, fairly flexible job. If any of the uh, best real estate listeners know about software it's usually lots of flexibility so plenty of again flexibility answer calls do marketing on the real estate side but again nine to five i like the w-2 income if anyone has ever applied for a loan and you've been a uh, entrepreneur or small business owner you know that the banks absolutely despise you compared to somebody that has a w-2 so i leverage that w-2 income to make it very very easy on me to either get a conventional or commercial loan on the buy and holds. On the buy and hold, what do you have right now in your portfolio? I only have two homes, but I have fairly good, um, I'm not super active. I only buy deals that have, I would say, very large spread. So if I can get into a property with 100,000 plus in equity, then it's worth my time. Anything outside of that, I usually wholesale it. I feel the Austin market is a little heated, and I think a lot of this will come in. So right now, not uh, extremely active, but the ones that I do own, I have fairly large um, equity spreads in these properties. Yes, I think I would like to get in a home every time with $100,000 equity at least as well. I like that model. Uh, it's, t- it's tough to fail with that model. Well, maybe the holding period. I guess, th- I guess you have to take a look at that. On the properties, the two properties that you have, um, when you say 100 k is that after repair costs? Yeah, so if I exited right now, one property, I would take down somewhere between 125 and 145. On the other property, I would take down, this is net dollars, by the way, um, I would take down between 165 and 185. Okay. 
I want to talk about these two properties. I also want to talk about your experience working with others as an internet marketer and what you've learned. So first, really quickly, let's go through these two properties, the 125 and the 165 in equity. How did you find each of them? Great. So let's start with the 165 first. That was um, one of my first deals I did here in Austin. I found it through a wholesaler. I paid a $7,000 wholesale fee. I purchased uh, the property from, you could probably classify them as somewhat of a hoarder in nature. Great area, great zip code, great schools, um, but it was a little pocket where the neighborhood, it was one of the last neighborhoods to turn, right? So basically bought the worst house in the best zip code, I guess is the best way to describe it. And then from there, I've held it. And anyone that lives in Austin knows if you've held property for the last couple of years, you've done extremely well playing the appreciation game. So purchase of the property at 130. Right now I can exit at around 300 and that would be somewhat of a fire sale. But most of that was um, achieved through holding the property. Are you renting it out right now? Yes, I rent out the um, very common here in Austin is to rent rooms. A little bit different. I grew up in Atlanta. Most people just rent homes in Atlanta. Here in Austin, because of the cost of living, room rental is very prevalent. And how much is it bringing in a month? I get $600 a room, all bills paid, so $1,800 a month. $1,800, and what are your monthly costs, roughly? Yeah, $1,100 is my monthly cost. And you manage it yourself? Yes, I've managed property um, remotely when I had property in Atlanta. I got out of the Atlanta market, so I'm fairly familiar with it. I don't find it to be a problem. Other people feel that it's a huge hassle, but for me, not an issue dealing with tenants. I think if you get a good property in a good area and you're not buying like really beaten down homes, there's really not much to do. And what about the 125 in equity right now? That one's interesting. So the lady reached out to me. She was living off of child support. She reached out to me through my website, and she also reached out to two other um, investors. They had gone before me or met with her before I actually met with her. But her husband had skipped out on paying, so she was 60 days late on the mortgage. So when I met with her, she was facing that 90-day late, which more than likely they would have gone uh, to foreclosure and walked the property, asked her what she needed. She said, I need 40,000 in my pocket. And I said, great. I just said, um, you know, how much do you owe on it? She said, 120. I said, fantastic, I'll pay you 160,000 for the property. And we went to closing, I used a commercial loan. Um, I really don't uh, dabble with hard money. I think the, the banking, especially with my W-2 is so much easier and the money is so much cheaper. First time I ever did a commercial loan for anyone that hasn't done one. I would say that they are superior to any type of conventional FHA investor type loan out there. What do you um, mean the, commercial loan? Three different types of loans. You have your traditional conventional, you have an investor lo type loan, and then you have a commercial loan. So they keep the note or the debt on the books. So they service, meaning the bank, they service the note. So they don't package it, they don't sell it off. So everything is done internally and everything is done based on the asset, not necessarily based on the individual. So they will underwrite the asset first and then underwrite the individual second. So they throw away pretty much the DTI and they start looking at debt to cover ratio. 
So if you need to pick up multiple properties, obviously if anyone's gone down the conventional route, you, you know that DTI gets out of whack the more properties that you have. With a commercial, that metric is not necessarily valid. And DTI is debt to, debt to income ratio. How did Correct. you get the commercial loan on a single family home? Just, I, I knew the bank, um, and bank? it is R, the letter R, bank. So here's the trick to find a bank like this one. They're located in Round Rock and Georgetown, so just north of uh, Austin. The trick is you need to find a local bank that services the debt. You'll find tons of banks that will tell you that they can do commercial loans, they can close quickly. It's because that broker wants to make that commission but it's not necessarily true. So the first thing I always ask a bank if I'm out looking for more money is I always ask them if they service the debt. They have to keep the debt on the books. If they don't, I move on. I find that they're too much of a hassle and they can't close uh, fast enough. So for example, with this deal, I closed, I think, right at eight days, fully funded. I borrowed the money at 5.5% on a 20-year uh, amateur uh, Amortized over 20 years with a 5-1 balloon. Otherwise uh, referred to as a portfolio lender. You could say that, yes. Okay. Well, uh, now let's talk about the experience that you have as an internet marketer and working with other real estate investors and what you've learned because I always find this interesting. Anybody who works with other people, uh, they undoubtedly will learn stuff. So what have you learned? First off, how many clients do you have and what do you do for them? And what have you, then what have you learned? Great. So the clients vary, but um, at any given time, I have between 6 and 12 to 15 clients, all of them in different cities, different states, all of them looking to get into buy and hold and wholesale. Most of them have some type of experience when it comes to uh, direct mail. And this is just a natural progression to move over to a motivated seller that you would generate online. What I normally see is most of them are somewhat naive. Don't they, they like the business? They've found a little bit of success with the direct mail. You know, they've taken down a nice a wholesale fee of you know five, ten, or fifteen thousand dollars, and then now they want to move off of or add to the um, the fun. I guess you could say like a lead generating funnel. By bringing in the website. Mm -hmm. What are a couple things that you've learned or you, you teach them or you talk to them about? So first, I, I definitely vet them. I'm fairly abrupt, straightforward, and honest, probably to a fault. I think that I always tell all of my future clients, I say, look, you know, A, you have to be in it for the long term. You're going to shell out a ton of money for this website over the next six to nine or 12 months, and you're probably going to get limited or no results. So you have to mentally be able to write that check every month and kind of walk away from it because at the end of the day, they don't understand internet marketing. So I can tell them, right, anything that they want to hear to make them feel good. But at the end of the day, it's a black box. They're sending the money off to a guy in Austin, Texas that needs to perform some duties to get this website to rank. So you have to have a long-term outlook. Compared to direct mail, you do a direct mail drop, your phone rings almost instantly. So number one, that's the biggest difference. Number two is an equity-based business versus a cash-based business. And these are kind of my terms. Equity meaning you build this website, you put in the work and the time, and then it starts generating the leads. It doesn't matter 
if you're working a full-time, part-time, if real estate is the only thing that you do, if you travel the world, if you want to take a break, if you think about it, the website is always out there and always in front of those motivated sellers. When you look at direct mail, the minute you stop mailing is the minute your phone stops ringing. So it's a direct mail is that is a sugar rush, right? It's a it's a short-term rush where you can generate deals. The web is going to generate deals no matter what you do. And then thirdly, always tell them there's a big difference between uh, direct mail and web when it comes to the type of seller. Direct mail, you're going to have more of a conversation and you're going to work those leads. When it comes to web, they're extremely motivated. These are people that have waited to the very last minute to decide what they want to do or it's some type of inheritance that they've received, right? So they have this nice house. They know that they're going to get a six-figure payout when they sell it. Um, more than likely, they've already spent the money. So, you know, like your number one job is to put that money in their hand as quick as possible. So the speed is drastically different between a web and a direct mail. How much does it cost? Cost. So if you work with an agency, you're probably going to spend between $1,200 and $2,200. If you can find an actual individual that is somewhat educated or fairly educated on how the search engines work, you should be paying somewhere around $600 to $800 per month. That's your best bet because, again, it's a long-term play. You have to be able to cut that check every month. You're not going to get instant gratification out of it. If someone promises you that they can get you ranked in 60 days, they're probably taking some type of aggressive tactic. So you'll get up there in the 60 days, but more than likely you're going to get, it's a term called de-indexed, which basically means your website does not exist on the internet unless you know the exact web address within a six-month period. So yes, you can get up there quickly. Just know that you're playing a very risky game. Uh, if you're okay with that, great. Most are not. Best way to do it um, is do it on you know basic fundamentals of how to rank a website, knowing that you're probably going to get there within six or nine months, depending on your obviously your geolocation, right? So San Diego, San Francisco, probably more competitive versus Kansas City, St. Louis, Columbus, Ohio, one of those. And when you say six to eight hundred a month, you're are you talking about just the fee? For somebody to do that, correct? That that is correct. It should be a flat fee. They should basically say, look, you know, we'll create content, graphic, backlinks, profiles, social, those types of things. It should be a flat rate, and then they they should provide you with some type of tracking link. Plenty of software out there that tracks keyword rankings on your website, so they should be able to provide you that link. You'll be able to watch it in real time as your website grows. Jared, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? All right, best real estate investing advice ever is um, you definitely have to know your market, your product, and you have to run it like a business. And what I mean by that is this, you are buying a distressed asset. If you think this is a linear business, you are doing it 100% wrong. If you don't understand what you're buying, why you're buying it, and the volume that is out there, you are bound to run out of money and go back and get a W-2 job and probably never come back to real estate investing. Have you experienced that firsthand? Not in real estate. When the dot-com bust happened, I lived in Atlanta, I actually bought bankrupt technology companies. I did extremely well at a very, very young age. I bought the data centers, so just think computers, routers, those types of things. And I sold them online. I thought I was the most intelligent, 
person you can meet because I had made the success and I was getting large checks every month. The problem is it's very similar to real estate, but I didn't know what I was buying. I didn't know that these were distressed assets. I didn't know that you can't market to somebody that's in bankruptcy or financial ruin because nobody puts a sign in their front yard and no one wants to, to admit that to anyone. So you have to find a way to run this like a business. You have to know your dollar in, your dollar out. You have to make sure that you're not bleeding yourself dry. Even though you see these large checks, people brag about them on the big real estate investing websites, you have to break down the numbers. So I'll go through it super quick. Let's say you're an Austin average wholesale deal here, you'll make $15,000. Great. Let's say you did a direct mailer. So let's just do napkin, really, really dumb math. Five grand for the mailer, you take $15,000 wholesale fee, you're now down to $10,000. 15 grand to people or 10 grand is a lot of money, especially starting out. Now you take your 10 grand, you're gonna be taxed at ordinary income by the IRS. Let's say you're in the lowest tax bracket, somewhere around that 28, 30 range, let's keep the numbers simple, 30% tax bracket. You're now down to $7,000. Now let's say you live extremely cheap. To live here in Austin, you're probably gonna spend and somewhere around three grand a month, just add in your basic living expenses with nothing crazy. You're now down to $4,000. Where are you gonna get your money to go do another mailer? You're $1,000 in the hole. And there's no guarantee that you're gonna get it on the next run. So if you don't understand the dollar in, dollar out method, and you don't understand that you need to take down properties with large equity spreads, when those present them to you and don't take the wholesale fee, and then the other ones that are skinnier deals, you should be wholesaling those off. And only thing that's going to do is going to allow you to stay in the game so that you can get to the property that has the big equity spread. Where wholesalers fail is they have a $100,000 spread and they take a $25,000 wholesale fee. If anyone is out there, would love to buy those all day. Who wouldn't? It's, it's, three, you know, it's four times on your money. Hmm. Don't do that. Figure out a way to take down that property, even if you have to partner, that is what is going to get you the large payouts, the large cash positions to take down more properties, do more marketing, and then it just feeds on itself. I love it. How many properties have you wholesaled since 2008? I've wholesaled 11. That doesn't seem like a lot. It isn't. So number one, I don't get active unless it's a very, very square deal, meaning that my numbers are perfect. On top of that, again, I have a full-time 9-to-5 W-2 job, so I do have some responsibility to my employer. And starting out, I had no idea what I was doing. I bought my first property in Atlanta. I paid uh, way too much, quite honestly, but How I much? made it. Yeah, I bought it for um, $88,000, three-bedroom, one-bath, four-sided brick in Smyrna, Georgia. I put it on a 15-year note. I rented it out. When I sold it, I had $7,000 in appreciation over a eight year period. So you can basically classify that as not a very good deal. Uh, where I made my money was on the 15 year mortgage because it's a higher principal pay down on a month over month basis than the 30 year type mortgage. So I had about $40,000 in equity pay down. I only had two months of vacancy within that holding period. So that's how I made my money on that property. I learned a ton. But if you wanted to you know, grade that type of investment, it was a bad buy. Were you making money every month because it was a higher mortgage since it was a 15-year? No, I wasn't making money. I was, well, depends on what you determine making money. But I was making about $60 in my pocket. So, right, if they called and said, hey, 
the light bulb went out, there goes your $60, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and how much did you sell it for? Sold it for uh, 95. So bought it at 88, sold it for 95, basically 7,000 in appreciation, made the money on the equity pay down. All right, well, you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. Okay, first a quick word from our best ever partners. Do you need more leads for your real estate business and do you need a platform to help you get those leads? Well, Danny Johnson, previous best ever guest, episode 294, has exactly the solution for you, best ever listeners. Go to leadpropeller.com and that's going to help you, well, get more leads. He's got a website service that you can sign up for. It's a money-back guarantee for the first 30 days, so no risk involved. Leadpropeller.com. You can also click the link in the show notes page, and that will take you right there. Best ever book you've read? Talent is overrated. It's all about hard work and has nothing to do with any type of um, given ability. The name of the book's Talent is Overrated? That's correct. Okay, cool. Best ever personal growth experience, and what did you learn from it? I trained at this gym here in Austin. It's called Atomic Athlete. Uh, I learned a thing called time under tension and finding comfort and discomfort. So real quick, if you want to draw a line on a sheet of paper, write down when you feel comfortable. On the other side of the paper, write down when you feel uncomfortable. Now look at when you feel comfortable and what success have you ever found when you felt like that? I bet you the answer is probably zero. And then when you have discomfort, you look at when you have butterflies in your stomach, somewhat anxious, nervous, anxiety, whatever term you want to give it. Now tell me what success that you've ever found with those feelings. I think the faster you figure that out, the faster you will start putting yourself in uncomfortable positions so that you can find more success in your life. I'm smiling right now. What a simple and profound exercise. Thanks for sharing that. Best ever way you like to give back. Way to give back. So um, I usually consult for free. I have tons of investors that call me off a website. A guy from San Diego uh, last week, he reached out to some people in his um, area. They refused to talk to him because you see this a lot in this business. It's like a big secret, right? They don't want to tell anybody what they're doing. They think that they're going to buy every property. I don't totally understand that type of thinking. So on a whim, He called me off my website and just said, hey, I wanted to talk to somebody in a market about websites and what I'm doing and maybe we could do an info share. So gave him 10, 15 tactics to do on his website and um, no charge. Best ever deal you've done? Oh, it has to be the one North Austin with the lady with the um, child support. Uh, The other two guys were pretty funny that I bid against. They um, had like really, really, not to get into it, but had extremely hardball tactics with her. And she was an older lady, so happy to help her out so that she didn't have to get um, displaced from her home. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? That I didn't start soon enough. I think um, you can look at my Atlanta deal. It's not even mediocre. It's deplorable, quite honestly, if you put it on a scale and just broke it all down. But at the end of the day, if you look, I put 10% down on the property and walked away with 47000 that's a not a bad return on on $8,000. So I wish I would have bought more. I look back and again, I just wish I would have bought more and got started quicker. How much did you buy that? Pro- you bought it for 88 and you sold it for 96 and you made 44,000? 
Yes, but you got to remember that I held it on a 15-year over, it. right? So it's all principal pay down. That's how I made my money. I had no cash flow. I way overpaid. I should have lowballed the bank. Okay. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Best way to reach me, um, jaredbuysaustinhouses.com. If you type my name in Google, I come up almost, I don't know, five or six pages of my name, but it's Jared, J-E-R-R-E-D, last name Morris. If you guys have any, uh, if any of the best ever listeners, questions, comments, concerns, I always make myself available. More than happy to help out if I can. Thank you so much, Jared, for being on the show, talking to us about portfolio lenders, otherwise known as local banks that service the debt. They are incredible resources. Best ever listeners, if you don't have a relationship with one already, you need to have one. It's very important. Go set up a checking or savings account or something. Start having that conversation with a portfolio lender, which is usually a local bank or a credit union. Also talking about the differences, pros and cons between really you focus on the pros on uh, versus online versus direct mail. And I uh, love how you broke it down as having an equity-based business where you invest in it and then it works for you versus a cash-based business where your money is equal to the amount of time that you put into it because you're fielding those phone calls unless you have a team in place and then that's a different story. As well as the, uh, the two properties that you purchased in Austin with 100K plus equity, breaking those down and the uh, property in Atlanta that um, didn't have that equity, but you learned the lesson. And uh, I mean, my gosh, if that's the, the hardest lesson that you've learned in real estate investing, and if it is, if it continues to be, then you are a very fortunate person, my friend, um, because that's, <laughs> that's, that's a great, uh, great worst deal to have. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Do you need more leads for your real estate business and do you need a platform to help you get those leads? Well, Danny Johnson, previous best ever guest, episode 294, has exactly the solution for you, best ever listeners. Go to leadpropeller.com and that's going to help you, well, get more leads. He's got a website service that you can sign up for. It's a money-back guarantee for the first 30 days, so no risk involved. Leadpropeller.com. You can also click the link in the show notes page, and that will take you right there.